Ultraman is the perceptive attention of the ship. Okay, so ignore everything I just said. <laughs> okay. gentlemen and welcome to the autopod decepticast this is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute by minute breakdown of the 1986 transformers movie this is episode 41 and that is going to cover the 4001 to the 41 minute mark and guys listeners i don't really want a lot for christmas and frankly i don't care at all about the presents underneath the christmas tree here's the deal all my wishes have already come true because all I want for Christmas are these two gentlemen next to me. Please introduce yourselves. Mm, I'm Ryan. I'm Caleb. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Christmas, Caleb. Yes. Christmas Carter. Guys, what did you get your significant squeezes this year? Anything? Oh, it's real exciting. An orgasm. <laughs> that's, that's supposed to, so it's just a special once a year thing? Yeah, well, she'd never had one before um, with me, just exclusively. And uh, so I just watched her with a vibrator. <laughs> I was like, Merry Christmas to you. And Caleb, something similar, I'm sure. Uh, when you've been as married as long as I have. Uh, as married. You're super married. I'm so married. <laughs> um, I, uh, I uh, allowed her to sleep in the bed by herself for the evening. <laughs> These are very depressing I hope she doesn't hear that because she'll say like, oh, you allowed me to sleep on myself. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. No, she does not. <laughs> Sometimes I force Wes to listen to it while I'm editing it and I say something particularly witty. I'm like, listen to this shit. Uh-huh. That's gold that I spun. Yeah. What percent of the time that you do that does Wes agree with you or just kind of be like, yeah, it's great. Wouldn't let's move on. Make eye contact at all. That's how Wes <laughs> reacts to everything, though. That's true. She, uh, so, you know, it's... Um, it's great. It's <laughs> <laughs> I think you were trying sincerely to be honest there, but it's still... It's she pretends that it's funny, yeah. uh, at least. It's a good act. I actually got her like an electric heating pad and a new lunchbox and this weird thing, bowl, that you eat sunflower seeds out of with a, like a little stand for your phone to watch TV. <laughs> What? what? <laughs> I'll put a picture of it up. So, wait, look it so up it's right a stand now. that you so you can watch television on your phone, and it's got a separate little compartment. It's to a eat, real specific to eat device. Out of. That's right. Um, all right, here. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, while he's looking that up, what did you really get, Andy? I got her a thirty dollars gift certificate to the educational supply store down the street. <laughs> Explain this. It's cool. It's a cool <laughs> store. It's got all kinds of like. Um, it's an educational supply store. This is going to be really boring to our readers. <laughs> I think the present before was better. Yeah. It's, it's got, like, huge, like, dry erasers in the shape of, like, dogs or rainbows. And it's got, like... Uh... What led you down this path? <laughs> Did she ask for this? No, but she actually really likes it. There's cool stuff in there, like games, like board games and stuff like that. And There's the bowl. I don't... That's really it's real weird. Exist? See, like, you put, there's a space for the nuts and a space for the shells. 
This doesn't Ew. even make so any sense. So she can like, do you crack them in your mouth? Yeah. And then you spit them into that compartment then? That's there? right. <laughs> Does she, did you buy this for her because she likes? <laughs> I sent it to her in a text of... as a joke of like, look at this crazy shit. She's like, you know, I want one of those, right? And I don't think she really does, but it was like $8. <laughs> All right, well, I got Melody giant enlarged photos of her daughters, so... Um, We're doing great. <laughs> you guys have much more interesting gifts than me. Uh, we got a few shout-outs to speak of. Okay. Uh, first of all, I would like to give a little thanks to Mike Seibert of the Seibert Radio. He gave us a nice mention on his show, and I would have to say I enjoyed his show as well. Yeah. I hadn't listened to it before, and I listened to it completely out of vanity. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I think I'm going to keep on listening. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a nice, uh, you know, pop culture, kind of geek culture podcast. And I have to say, it kind of made me jealous just because he's way more articulate than me yeah. personally he and has better. a better voice than me. And just it's just a more balanced professional yeah. podcast in he every does, way. He'd talk better than we do. <laughs> you, got that out, you got it out. I tried about three times. I know. I was listening to you struggle. <laughs> but then it's actually makes it, it even works. better. Yeah. Uh, so, the, and then that leads me, wait, we've got one more, but before we get into it, I want to give a little reminder that it is listener appreciation season. And guess what? Yeah. Uh, we're going to extend it <laughs> through we, December 31st. Um, this is going to, let's see, you'll be listening to this on, on the Christmas Eve of, the Christmas Eve. Of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we'll just extend it to the end of the year. We're developing, uh, what it is, is a little holiday thank you to all those who've expressed enjoyment of our little show. Uh, all you've got to do is rate and review on the magical audio platform that is iTunes. Leave us a little review. Send us a little email at, uh, apoddcast at gmail.com or Twitter at apoddcast private message. Uh, with your address, and I mean, you could play with a public address if you want. I mean, it's to, like it's just advice. we're giving you the option Get stabbed in to the face. keep it private. We're just trying to give you advice here. But uh, one person who's taken us up on this little officer, officer, mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. officer, please, <laughs> officer friendly, <laughs> one uh, officer Krupke, <laughs> officer Krupke, Krup you, uh, <laughs> a gentleman named Benjamin Ko. From the Guangdong province Guangdong. in southern China. Good. And he left us a nice little note here that I'm going to ring a little five stars on, on, on iTunes, uh, China edition. Uh, and his uh, comment is, in a world where Aaron and Ryan sound the same, and Caleb has the most distinct voice yeah. of the trio, brings us minutes and sometimes an hour of jib-jab about the things I love, the G1 Transformers. The show gave me more insight about the voice actors in the 1986 movie, some of the original scripts, drafts, and deviations, and the favorite moments of any minute. These Aristocons of the TF world gel well together as evident by the tangent banters and jovial convos. Damn. They're not all jovial. <laughs> it's the only podcast I listen to because there's still a purpose of the show, and I like it. It's a really good show to listen to, so subscribe away. Now, first of all, I can't be mad because we did say that you could say whatever you wanted as long as you gave us five stars. But the fact that you think Caleb has the most distinct voice. I thought Caleb wrote this whenever <laughs> I read it. I honestly did. And I'm like, wow. I'm I, have, just... I, have a, I have to admit, Ben Co. he's actually my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I put him up to this. Okay, great. Your brother? You guys didn't know I have a brother in Guangdong? 
the Guangdong province of southern China, touching yes. the ocean. Oh, the, the, the Chinese carters. Yes. Here's the thing. I think Caleb's lying, but, uh, <laughs> but Ben, I actually am worried about you. I think you might be suffering from a type of sensoneural hearing loss. Perhaps some head trauma or abrupt change in air pressure is causing you to really miss out on the differentiating low bassy tones of Ryan in my voice and causing Caleb's high childlike brass to seem more appealing to you. But um, at any rate, I say thank you, uh, but let us help you out. This is Aaron speaking right now. You'll know it's me. <laughs> Because I'll be saying, uh, um, um, a lot. Uh-huh. And you'll know Ryan speaking because he'll talk, be talking about fucking and sucking. That's right. That's pretty much Penis, right. cock, wiener, pussy. That's how yeah. you tell the difference between us. Yeah. But thanks. I don't disagree. I do not disagree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And Ben, uh, uh, thanks for the review out there. Maybe we'll be the uh, number one podcast in, uh, in Guangdong one of these days. You can make this happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, but just by the way, the uh, contest is retroactive. So anybody who's uh, uh, commented before, it, you're included. So thank you for listening. Your secret gift is in the mail soon. Uh, you also, I recommend listening to more podcasts. It doesn't have yeah. to be just us. That felt a little sad to me. I have several to recommend. The Heaven's Gate podcast, uh, our friends at Transmissions, Mike Cybert yep. Radio, for yes. that matter. Um, but so yeah, invite all of you who've already reviewed to get in on the action. Uh, so let's, uh, you know, this is our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know if you guys brought me anything, any presents. I think yeah, you I do know that I did. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I brought right. you a deer steak. Amongst a bunch of other shit that I gave you, you last week. How do you cook deer steak properly? Microwave. Well, you Google you boil it. <laughs> you hit Google and you go, deer steak recipe. Okay. Usually it's, it's good on a grill okay. or, bro- or broiling it. Or it's deer. a very lean meat. Right, so it's good. Like I, buffalo. I never meat. really eat it, so I know it's gamey, probably. Well, no, not, not really. No, not really. It's this just one... I don't honestly think it's very good, but no. Well, fuck you. I got you one too. I'll eat it, but I'm like a, just on its own, like as a, like you have to do stuff to it. It's not like beef where you can just eat, put salt and pepper. In yeah, it. it's. I mean, I I really like it uh, ground. You can put it in. Welcome top. to culinary hour. <laughs> yeah. God damn. <laughs> Anyway, dear steaks. <laughs> Let's recap the last episode. Real quick. Oh, What's this? I got a mysterious email. Yeah, I presume this is from a listener. Let me click through here. Click, uh, click, somebody, click. Okay, the, it's from somebody named J Marley Buns 420 at dickinsider.com. Okay. Oh, oh, it's our old podcasting co-host who quit before the show kicked off. His name's Jay Cobb. I haven't heard from him in a while. I wonder what he's up to. The subject line is y'all are in for it. Okay, the message is hi guys. Hmm. I'm dead. But I'm writing you from the afterlife to tell you that the path you're headed down is wrong. While recording today, you will be visited, oh, nice typo, idiot, by three spirits. Listen to their advice or you will be cyber-cursed to watch Call of the Primitives minute by minute for all of eternity. Ugh. Okay. Well, that's that's cryptic. That's a strange email to get here. I think it's... I I bet it's bull. Yeah. Yeah, Baloney. I was going to say it's bullshit. I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna behave just exactly as I behaved before I heard that. So, I mean, I don't know how somebody sends an email from the afterlife, but okay. Well, I'm sure we can just forget about that. Yeah. Uh, back into what we were trying to do, which is to recap. Last episode, we saw Ultra Magnus re-delegate Dinobot duties from the bumbling blur to the immeasurably more capable Cup and Hot Rod. We saw Cup start to tell one of his iconic war stories. And the gang split up with HR. That's Hot Rod. That's a note that I write, but I'm not supposed to say HR. The gang split up oh, with Hot Rod. behind the curtain. 
Hot Rod Cup and the Dinos are in one ship. Ultra Magnus, or UM, as I have it written here. I write that too! Springer, RC, and Perceptor, Blur, and Daniel. They're kind of headed towards another ship, so we kick off at the 40 minute mark. When you do the abbreviation for RC, do you put AC? (laughs) (laughs) So as we kick off the minute, Springer and Daniel are running up to the ship while Ultra Magnus and Perceptor are covering them. Uh, with some gunfire, and Springer says to Daniel, if you're going to get space sick, you're going to walk home. Yeah, which is, you know, it's a good thing they do have artificial gravity, because in actual astronauts, 75% of them will get uh, nauseous in zero, in microgravity. Every time, or just... Like, some of them never get over it. Like, you, sometimes it takes a few days, some of them, it, they're sick. They're for, just sick they, Like, taking time. motion sickness pills is pretty much mandatory in space. I wonder, hmm. so, like... I mean, I'm sure that an astronaut has, like, barfed while in space before, right? In fact, during one of the Apollo missions, this is sort of related, um, there's audio where uh, to poop, (laughs) you have to poop in a bag. And apparently, like, some of it got out and it was floating around. And he's like, ah, Neil! Really? Yes, that's audio for the website. <laughs> yeah, I'll add that in. Yeah, there's floating, floating lunar turds. Neil's How did dookie. he know it was Neil's? I, I don't remember if it was really Neil, but so they did say somebody was like, God damn it, or something like that. Anyway. The most educated, heroic men on the planet, <laughs> and they're space hijinks. Uh, and the thing that I like about it is, like, the, I guess Transformers can get grossed out by human biological Excreta? shit. I don't know. Uh, as we go into 403 is where we are now. Ultra Magnus and Perceptor, they hop on the ship. The ship continues to take heavy fire. This is the one with the red accents yes. on the exterior of the ship. Yes. That does lead to some animation errors later on. Oh, well, so, so they can't keep two shocking. colors straight. So that's a thing? All right. Okay. <laughs> but, it's a real but, rumble frenzy keep, situation. Keep your track on it. Keep right track on, of it. What's the trim on each ship? Keep track word. of that. Um, but this begs a question because... There's so much laser fire on this scene. How strong are the lasers? I mean, not very strong. They could, could, like, can they? Do transformers can they adjust their laser strength? Does it depend on the moment? I mean, obviously, it's all just bullshit. No, it depends. They adjust their laser strength depending on the current plot. You know, the current (laughs) plot that's. Well, and as we covered earlier, like with Hot Rod shooting at the shuttle, like a couple shots are just glancing blows. One blows a hole straight through it. (laughs) Right. Why, in a war situation, are the is it just it not set to kill all the time? Because well, movie, or because whatever the most movie. destructive. Well, I'm trying to think of sure. A it's sort of like the Galvatron thing where he just yeah. is like vapor or turns Starscream into ash. I'm trying to think of a witty reply, but it's obviously because movie. But the only thing I, I'm just trying to help the movie out. The only thing I could think of is maybe it's energy preservation. Maybe. It, you know, sure. More energy to whatever. It's sort of why uh, you know the Enterprise doesn't travel at uh, warp nine all the time. Right. So I'm What well, would happen if it traveled at warp I think would imagine that the lithium crystals would be depleted to, to, more more quickly. I assume they heal somehow, but like so you got to, you know, oh. or you go into dry dock. I don't watch Star Trek, so dilithium crystals there's they're self-healing. I would imagine, but I mean they go like cuz uh well, Voyager's a little different, but they're stuck in the Delta Quadrant and they don't have access to any space stations or anything. But um I would imagine there's some like refueling like uh, you know, like a battery charging. I'm sure this is discussed. I'm sure there's going to be there's Trekkies out there that have. No, nobody's ever talked about talks this. about this. Never. <laughs> it's well, never been covered. At any rate, this ship takes a lot of shots. 
So from inside the ship, we are now seeing Springer and Ultra Magnus kind of at the captain's helm area here. Uh, Ultra Magnus gives out a hurry as if Springer wasn't trying to go fast. But um, so Springer hits a lever and uh, then we see what is yeah. uh, becoming an all-too-familiar rocket-boosting animation. 4013. Was that the third, third time that this happened? One used more that. bite at the booster apple. <laughs> Do it. Hey, it's a great animation. It is. And then we got Daniel looking out the window. Yeah, there's some cool lighting effects there. And, and guess what? Ultra Magnus is kind of an asshole. Yeah. Because uh, RC Sh- is still outside that fucking ship. Shouldn't Daniel be strapped in? <laughs> yeah. No. Do they just have him standing at a window of a Nobody, I mean, ship? Why at this point off? would they be taking safety measures they true there are no there are no seat belts in any of these vehicles i mean you want to imagine that even the transformers would want to be strapped in but do you think if i reposted my in d is for endangerment (laughs) meme again that it would get more than one like i have noticed that some people did like it again like they went through and found it. Oh, I yeah, I, I can tell you right now, Serge Bomba. The second that I we posted the new episode, I could tell that he was having pity on me for the, uh, the a sweetheart of a man. The, Listen, the, the six plus eleven seventeen. I got like two pity likes. I feel like pity is really underrated. I lost my virginity because of pity. So yeah. I mean. Whatever, and that is a true story, ladies. It is that is not not a self-deprecating one. That is one hundred percent true. (laughs) To to Serge Bomba, by the way, yes, (laughs) he is a sweetheart of a man. Yes, so generous. Uh, So. Here's the deal. Fuck you, Ultra Magnus, because you're either, one, too terrible of a leader to keep track of the four people on your watch, (laughs) or you're too selfish to care, because, like, Daniel's like, RC's still out there, but and the ship is stationary when he says that. He says, <laughs> Ar- he says, RC is still well, out there, and she's running towards the ship, and yeah, then yeah. the ship takes <laughs> off. Well, but no, because but uh, Springer has already hit the contact lever, so the boosters are just now pushing it. Like oh, it's, 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 it just he, took a second yeah. for the, for but, the but gas why, to hit the. Why, why was she left behind in the first That's place? That's a great question. Yeah, and we'll cover this. Like I think it's the next minute in the original script. Um, they leave a lot more people behind. <laughs> um, but there's a bigger cast. They completely forgot about her. I used to do that to my sister when I first got my driver's license. I'd be like, okay, you can get in now. And as she goes in, and I pull up a little bit. You know that trick? Yeah, and then she gets run over yeah. and gets caught in the back wheels. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, and this is another situation where, I mean, it's like at 40-20 where she really starts running. Um, but, what? okay, ugh, again, you're a car. Be no, a car. I, that's true. <laughs> you go so much faster. Right. She could should transform into a car to get up to the ramp. It's like the Spike and Bumblebee running no, to the shuttle. You can't think that fast. Springer sh- shows up to, you know, because he's a rescuer kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he yells out, jump. He's really the only one that does anything ever. Really? Like, in this, in this he, whole movie. I have no idea why Springer isn't taking over leadership of the Autobots at this point. But RC takes a tremendous leap mm-hmm. and uh, reaches right. out. And this is the one moment, ladies and gentlemen, where Springer grabs grabs her wrist, and it's appropriate. I wrote that down, no, too. Agree. At 40-27, finally, we have our first and likely only completely appropriate wrist grab. Yeah, his hands are huge. They are. Oh, man, you know what that means. He has to use one mm-hmm. finger. <laughs> it's Pleasure Town mm-hmm. in Autobot City. No, that's not <laughs> right. what I was going for. Yeah, you were talking about nope. banging. So, uh, obviously, Ben, Co., you can tell that that's Ryan talking <laughs> in that situation and not Aaron. Okay, there we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So at this point, um, RC gets pulled in as the ship is taking off. I, great animated mm-hmm. sequence in that. Like it's got to be hard to animate something like this. There's a lot going on the ground. We're looking at specifically at the forty thirty mark. And uh, there's shots being fired and blasting on the ground. The ground is kind of moving. The ship is taking off shot Mm -hmm. going along. Like, that's a lot of work going into that. And pulling it in, uh, you see more shots on the ground. It's kind of a repeated explosion effect that's happening. But that's okay. Daniel goes over, hits a button. He he shuts the door. He shuts the door. In particular, at this part, I noticed, watching it a couple of times, the Decola score is really good. Oh, badass. We were all rocking out to it, doing air guitar work. It is fantastic. RC is in. She's safe. She says that was close. Yeah. Uh, or was it Daniel that says that was close? I can't remember. But yeah, Daniel, I think, I think Daniel says it was says close. It, yeah. Okay, I just wrote that was close. And then Springer says, believe it or not, this is the fun part. And, okay, That's how he talks. What could that possibly mean? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't understand that line at all. I think what he's trying to say was that, like, this is, like... I, yeah, I guess I don't no, know. No, it doesn't. In my head, I'm like, that compared means, to it means what? that, like, this Com- is easy. You fucking later on there's going to be talking about? this is easy later on there's going to be hard stuff. So he should say believe it or not this is the easy part. Maybe. But it is Does fun it's equal, the hardest does part. Does fun equal easy? <laughs> They're about no, to get away. So that seems like the easy part. I don't know. It uh, doesn't make sense. All right, fine. It's a, it's a dumb thing for him to say. That's why he's not leader. So the ship takes off. Uh, lots of uh, flame and fire and, and, and expulsion. And it flies right. off into the air and, and, and starts to kind of settle into the stratosphere here. And yep. uh, right around uh, this point, Ultra Magnus uh, says to the whole team, uh, congratulations, Autobots, we've lost them. Rest yeah. while you can. Mm-hmm. And Caleb, we're, back. we're in space now, and we're never coming back to Earth. Thank God. Time for the party. So my it's, question is, is how did they lose them? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Because they didn't for long. <laughs> well, Calvatron and the crew were faster, more nimble, and got to Earth from Cybertron already, in a minute. Already flying. So the only thing we can maybe consider is maybe they ran out of Energon from the attack, and yeah. these ships these are a lot guys got away. Maybe these guys are like Bowser in Mario Kart. They're slow from the jump, but but they accelerate over they time. They the yeah. Are they back on Earth taking over the planet? No. <laughs> They're, that's not a priority. That, that, we, that forget, we don't. Know we never going. go back to Earth. Somehow these guys got away. That's basically what the movie is saying here, without much. And I guess I, they. I guess they just wanted to get away. They don't really have a destination because I was thinking, oh, why don't they? They don't get to Cybertron. Like, how did they go to planets in between? But they're not going to Cybertron, so they're just kind of like. It's just right. a mystery where so they're going. A, so who's on the blue ship and who's on the red ship? Well. Ultra Magnus and Springer and RC and Daniel and Perceptor are on the red one, and Hot Rod and Cup and the Dinobots are on the blue one, supposedly. All right, guys, and so that really brings us to the end of the minute here, so I guess we'll get into the act. Do you hear that? What? Yeah, what is it? Is that that rock and roll? Did you you play that? No. I'm not doing that. I hear it coming through my headphones. Oh. Well, (coughs) hey, hey, motherfucking assholes. Casey Kasem. It's me, Casey Kasem, and I'm the ghost of Transformers Christmas Past. You douchebags. <laughs> you have been terrible people, and I'm here to talk about it. <laughs> so the email we got earlier, this is real? Are you are you are, am I It could be it? unrelated. <laughs>
It nobody knows. That was not a burner email. Casey, have I been naughty or nice this year? You've been a real fucking dickhead. And I hope you die real soon. Oh, no. Gosh, that's harsh. You have been the worst of all. I see what you do at night. <laughs> well, I can't get off unless someone watches. Casey, now, why exactly do you hate us? Well, let me count the ways. Ah, uh, you've imprisoned my eternal spirit, and it's just pain and suffering all the time, interspersed by having to talk about your terrible podcast. So, are there any benefits of your association with us at all? Well, no. Next question. I guess I'm here to answer some fucking questions. I don't even know so why like, I showed up. <laughs> what do you miss about the afterlife? Like, like because of you being trapped in this temporal limbo at our doing, you know, what do you miss most, I assume, about heaven? Well, listen, here's the thing. There's no heaven. It's just darkness and you don't exist unless somebody calls you up and I guess your spirit has to coalesce and be trapped and then you're conscious again. It's kind of like... You know when you get shampoo in your dick hole? You know that burning feeling? I, I, I felt that. Kind of like the clap. Yeah. Well, it's like that, but all over your body. So, but doesn't it, at least being dragged from nothingness into somethingness give you some kind of, uh, you know, good feeling? Or something you, to do? I'd rather be in hell. If hell existed, which it doesn't. Spoilers. <laughs> Is there any lesson that we're yeah. supposed to learn? Yeah, the ghost past. What's yeah, well, I'm here. I'm just you're being you're being bad, and you change that. You know, it would be a good way to start is to free my spirit. Oh, that's, from this bond of eternal servitude. That. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Ryan is the one Probably who... Probably not. Actually, yeah, he's got the Ouija board. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? I mean, okay, so here's my question. Like, um, if if when you die, there's just nothing, what is the what is the, our um, impetus or um, uh, why should we change our ways if we're just not going to be punished at all? Oh, yeah. Good question. Just stop it. Be... Don't you be be good. You be good, or else somebody else will punish you. Maybe somebody will make you do a podcast. Wait, Casey Kasem, are you also Bill Cosby? <laughs> this. Oh he bleed. <laughs> now, okay, it drifts in and out. Sometimes it's really hard to be on this plane of existence. So sometimes my voice goes a little weird. All right. Well, I have one question before Casey has to go. Uh, um, Casey Kasem, when am I gonna have my next? Orgasm. Well, here you go. It's in my pants. So he, Kaylee, he, you want one? Casey, maybe we'll give no, you one. No, all right. He, so he hates us, but he can give us orgasms. It, didn't, it was like it was like um, the edging videos. <laughs> so it wasn't a good orgasm. <laughs> Subreddit ruined orgasms. That's right. R slash ruined orgasms. Hey, side note: Why is that a fucking thing, you weirdos? <laughs> It'd be, it'd be, I'm subscribed to it. Shut up. It'd be cool if Casey could give us a, like a top twelve, like twelve days of Christmas, like a countdown of some sort. Just off the cuff, I'll definitely I, I, do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just talking. Twelve days of Transformers, Transformers. Christmas. Transformers Christmas. Uh, just tell me what the give us the Transformers version of the five golden rings part, and then we'll let you or your soul rest for now. Five purple sweeps. <laughs>
That was really lame, Casey Kasem. You're a fuckhead, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> he just evaporated oh, wow, into wow. sort of a, a mist. Yeah, it smells sorts. like pine. Yes. <laughs> he smells like a like a freshly mown over Brazilian forest. For some reason, I, all I smell is car bombs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, I guess we'll just Real go weird. on here. Yeah, yeah that was kind of cool, though. Yeah. I haven't actually talked to him that much before. He's nope. a pretty cool guy. No, I think he's an asshole. Oh, well, I mean, I'd be mad, too, in his situation, but True. he's lived a life. And a death. <laughs> and a death. He certainly has lived a life. Um, so I don't have any voice actors, guys, but um, I have a surprising amount of script deviations. I typically, oh, yeah. as, as the uh, listener may or may not know, my script deviations tend to be a little closer to what we see on screen um, as a, it is a later draft. And then Ryan has these crazy, wild, psychedelic script deviations that are way more interesting. But I've got Bonkers. some good stuff this time for once. Sweet. Cool. So... There's some dialogue that didn't appear. So at one point, Ultra Magnus says to the crew, No time to preheat. We can. This ship can take it. And Perceptor is saying, <laughs> With an accelerated ignition procedure, the ceramic housings might create a magnetic flux. What? Says Ultra Magnus. <laughs> Springer, then he does a little, pushes the joystick forward and says, He means go for it. And this again, like, yes, I have, actually, that's in my too. Okay. But, like, again, Springer is, like... Ultra Magnus really comes off, and they only do it, I think, once or twice in the movie, but um, Ultra Magnus really comes off as kind of a dullard whenever he doesn't understand what Perceptor says and then right. has to be translated by Springer. And it's only mild scientific yeah. jargon. <laughs> so, I mean, so, you get you get more in-depth if you're watching an episode of Star Trek. Right, yeah, no kidding. What do, they, what do they call that jargon? Is there a name Technobabble. Yeah, all right, I don't know. Uh, we're gonna get into that spoiler alert in our next episode, techno babble, because a little we're gonna get right into polarities. But that's a little preview mm -hmm. for next time. Okay. Um, so uh, Springer pushes the joystick forward. The rockets surge, and when he does this, I guess a sweep is flying underneath the ship, and it melts Ooh. a sweep. An and, accidental Decepticon and, and, kill. And that's right. Um, there are more battles in the air. Like in the sequence that I have, there's like lots of dogfighting. And within that dogfighting, there's sort of these like Top Gun style moments where where uh, Springer gives a thumbs up through the window at Hot Rod and the no. other ship. <laughs> yeah. And finally, in this, at, the, at the very least, this script has an explanation of how they shake the Decepticons. So to finally shake them, Cup and Ultra Magnus communicate via radio. I hope I'm not stealing too much thunder from Ryan. But they communicate via radio. Remember what we did off Beta 4? And Cup does remember that. So they fire missiles at a large <laughs> asteroid, which is split into several parts, and it serves as kind of a screen for the Autobots. Huh. And the script actually says, think of this scene as the ga video game Asteroids. Vector so, graphics. So they fire at this asteroid. It splits into several parts, which hit other asteroids and split them into several parts. And um, the script says, asteroids keep banging into each other like pool balls after a violent break. And so these, these asteroid pieces barely miss the Decepticon ships while the space around them is filled with lava, dust, gas, and explosions. Lava. And, well, you know, that's inside, the, I guess, yeah, the biggest, you know, the bigger asteroids. 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 I see each other, they, they turn into lava. Yeah. Sure. yeah, that's a new thing. That's science. Um, so with all of this going on, it gives the Autobots an opportunity to get into hyperspace. And Galvatron's ship starts to emerge from all that chaos. And Cyclonus is like, 
the explosions jammed my sensors and I've lost the Autobots. And Galvatron then says, damn it, they did the same thing to me <laughs> off of Beta 4. <laughs> so, wow. so this makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, I like the explanation of how the Autobots got away. At least that happened and would have been exciting to see on screen. But, but like... There's no, like, there's, Galvatron was just created into existence. Was it, maybe was it's it another a Megatron thing. Yeah. Was it a reference back to Megatron? Maybe, maybe so, yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's vestigial Megatron. That's way but, different than mine. Okay. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Okay. It is I, Starscream. Oh, my God. Yeah. The ghost of Christmas Presents. Oh, so can you brought I have, us presents? Yeah, we have presents. I've no presents for you except for the presence of mind. The two of you, the three of you, in fact, <laughs> are all sinners. Oh, sinners. I, I didn't know you okay. were religious, Starscream. I've come to set you on the right path. Oh, God. Yeah, another one of these guys. Uh-huh. Ryan. Yeah. No, actually, <laughs> I think I'd like to start with <laughs> Okay. Oh. I think I'd like to start with you, Caleb. Oh, oh if, mm. that, if you prefer. <laughs> I would like to reveal to you visions of present day in order to hasten your repentance. Oh, hey, listen. On my Based on my presence right here with you guys, I'm ready to repent whatever it takes. Caleb. Yes? Close your eyes. Okay. I take you to your living room. Oh, yeah. Your children are laughing, but your wife is sad. That, that's about right. Why is she sad, Caleb? Oh, who knows? Look on your fireplace mantle. Okay. There's an advent calendar. Yes, I see it. You've only eaten 13 of the chocolates. Yes. It's Christmas Eve. Oh. You need so, to catch up. Okay. I need to eat more chocolate. You must eat all the chocolates. This sounds awesome. She's, I mean, so she seems really upset about not having chocolate eaten. Yeah. She really wanted to keep up with it this year. You guys oh, never keep oh, up with sure. it. Well, obviously, see, just like m- most things, I'm pretty confused about her expectations. <laughs> oh, so it's on her. She doesn't communicate. Right. I don't know. Caleb, I beg of you. Eat the chocolates. Oh, if you insist. That is no. your path forward. Um, no, you don't have to eat them oh, now. Okay, We're coming so. back back to the studio. The, Away from the vision. But I want to eat the chocolates. You just do it later. But but they're so tasty. Have one. Okay. For the road. Oh, oh, that's so good. Ooh, a coconut one. Mm, no, yeah. You. Where'd you come from? Ryan. I was there too. Oh, okay. I took us all on this journey. Oh, I see. Close your eyes, Ryan. Okay. Here I we want go. to I'm taking you inside. The deepest recesses of your computer's hard drive. Oh, mm, it's pretty full. No. Oh, Jesus. I don't... Do I have to come along? <laughs> You've got to see this. No. The, I see a folder. Oh. It's called Jet's Mysterious Folder oh, of Esoterica. God. Why do you oh, use such shit. long folder names? Well, I mean, it's trickery. <laughs> Maybe somebody <laughs> wouldn't think, oh, this is... Mysterious Folder of Esoterica? I was... I mean... I'd had a lot of gin. (laughs) I didn't even remember this folder. We're going deeper inside this folder. Sweet. (laughs) There's another folder. It's called Climacophilia. You know what's in that folder. Mm, It's... You terrible, terrible person. Well, listen. It's not illegal. For the listener, Climacophilia is the sexual fetish of arousal by people falling downstairs? I mean, listen. Thousands and thousands of videos and GIFs or GIFs, however you humans pronounce it. I, uh, 
I, it's not my choice to feel like this is something that just happened. And I didn't know until I was 10 years old and watched America's Funniest Home Videos and had a spontaneous orgasm in front of my family. You are disgusting. Well. Delete the folder. Delete all files held within. Can I keep it on the cloud? Um, Can we keep one file? Choose your favorite. Well, the funniest. One, the one, one that would get you the most upvotes on Reddit or likes on Twitter. I have one with Caleb. Wait a minute. <laughs> you set that up? I, it was just a happy accident. I mean, Even as an omnipresent ghost, I didn't he, know that. He went into, I mean, yes, I put the tripwire, but look, he didn't, he's fine. He broke his neck! That would explain why you had the camera with you when we went and visited the the Aztec temple at in Yucatan? <laughs> the, the, yes, at the Coba. Yeah, yeah well, it had like 300 steps. Yeah, it and fell I fell down all the of them. Top to the bottom. <laughs> And you were, just, you were just standing there going, oh, oh, I oh, almost fell myself. Oh, Ryan. You're fine now. As the ghost of Christmas present, I must beg of you to apologize to Caleb. Repent for this action. I'm sorry it made me so horny. And I'm, look, I didn't know that you'd get hurt. It's, it's just okay. 300 stone steps. I thought it would be, I put a pillow down there. Sure. I, I accept your apology. Great. I know, it, I know, I know it's not going to uh, happen again. Uh, by the way, let me real quick. I need to go. I'm going to go down in the cellar here, Aaron's house. I'm going to get a bottle of wine for Great. us. Okay, just hold on. I know it's okay. Like, and I, I appreciate you apologizing. And I'll be right back. Oh, oh God! Oh, 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 fuck! That was good. Does this what you wanted us to happen? There's no way you will ever see the gates of heaven if you continue down this path. I'm addressing my attention to Aaron. You son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah, Starscream, what's up? I need to show you nothing. You treat people with dignity. Oh, boy. And respect. Your life is perfect. My job here is complete. I'm going back to the, the plane. Oh, goodbye. I've, I've seen, I've seen, goodbye. I've seen therapy sessions like this before. <laughs> I feel like... You really got some short shrift. I feel like that maybe I could even mention some things, Aaron, that, that the ghost should have brought up. But uh seems like he had an agenda. Hey, I Weird. I assume that ghost knows all it seems. Yeah, all. so you're doing great. All right. Well, I mean, apparently. Christ. Uh, super. So, okay. no, we got another one coming at some point? Uh, I, I guess if the email a... is true, I Sure, I, guess. I think it's fake. I still believe it's fake, even after two ghosts. Even after this. Well, Ryan, I assume that you have better. Um, I guess we'll get back into these notes and deviations. Yeah, the script uh, deviations. What, you, what do you got going yours on? Yours is. Uh, there, there's a lot that was in yours. Like, um, I am excited. I'm uh, hoping there's something different. There's more like Springer springing around with Daniel and uh, bounds into the shuttle. I remember that stuff. That was uh -huh. really lame. Uh, he does have the line, um, but if you get space sick. But the line's a little different. But if you get space sick, I'll put you in quarantine. Which is a Ooh. much worse line. It's like Transformers Time Out. It's like uh, falls flat. Uh, and so, um, Blur blurs onto the scene, uh, and um, he's telling RC to hurry up. Um, he's telling RC to hurry yes. up. Yes. Um, there is an interesting Blur part where he blurs across to a sweep in humanoid mode and runs him over, talking all the while, <laughs> then blurs back to rejoin RC. <laughs> And Ultramagus does say that no time to preheat thing. Can the ship take it? Um, and then, um, basically, 
we it's it's pretty much the same. They start to take off, and there's a thumbs up. There's no part about what we did on beta, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, they do something else. Springer says this will be a piece of carbon cake. Oh god. <laughs> and then hold the icing, whatever that fucking means. He says this will be a piece of carbon cake. Hold the icing. That's right. Um, and then uh, I don't like icing. I'm starting to kind of like Ron Friedman a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ship's taking a bunch of hits, and Cup says, uh, Roger, but not for long. We're getting pasted. And then Ultramagus says, Strap in. We're going to Hypervault. Hypervault? And Cup says... Is that like Al Pacino's vault? You mean... Al Capone's vault? Al Capone's? Al Pacino's vault is much different. <laughs> Did Al Pacino play... <laughs> no. Al Pacino never played Capone. Danny, was, uh, not Danny. Was... Um, uh, Robert De Niro, Robert played, De Niro played, yeah. played Al Capone. Delayed I want their family dead. I want their kids dead. That kind of shit. Yep. Yeah, we'll be never all seen that it. out. All right. Okay. No, it's staying. And then Cup says, <laughs> vaulting now! Okay. I'm just going to read this because it is bonkers. All right. On the shuttle. Uh, as first, Ultra Magnus's shuttle and then the Dinobot shuttle shoot forward and up through Astro Train and the Decepticons with infinite speed. The image of each shuttle trailing after it, creating an enormously long and continuous after image that, unlike Blur's trailing image, does not fade as it passes. <laughs> This long, long, long after image, like a frozen snake of a picture showing the shuttles vanishing into deepest space, suddenly swallows itself up from foreground, reeling up into itself in the infinite distance of space where it vanishes into a blazing pinpoint, which then vanishes completely, accompanied by a musical inhalation of sound that echoes distantly and then also fades away, leaving only blank space where it had been. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can imagine that. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what an inhalation of sound is, but, <laughs> and that's basically the end of that minute. So they go into deep space into hyper vaulting all the way. <laughs> that sound effect, Caleb, is why you've got the most memorable voice on the podcast. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, uh, what's left, guys? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, don't we generally uh, do like a a what? Thing. Uh, well, oh, wait, wait a minute. This is that, I guess this must be that third ghost. I'm the ghost of the iconic moment. And pretty... also the ghost of Transformers Christmas. Christ... Christmas. All right, take it again. You can do it. Nope. Christmas. 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 I'm the ghost of the iconic moment and also the ghost of transformers christmas did i do it again <laughs> uh, so are you trying to say christmas pat yes christmas future. yes i am <laughs> okay so, so you know we haven't got a chance to talk a lot you show up around every episode what what do you do i talk about the iconic moments! But you don't really... You just show up, say that, and then disappear. We kind of all talk about that. I'm the ghost of an iconic moment! Do you have something to teach us? Was a, I'm, was an iconic moment! Okay. And now I'm a ghost of that iconic oh. moment! Okay. So, but also, oh. I'm a ghost of Transformers... Christmas. 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 No Christmas future. So is that like having two jobs? Like during the day you kind of work at like a local convenience store. Pro but bono. It's pro bono. <laughs> All of it? All 
love it. I actually have a regular paying job as a clerk at TJ Maxx. <laughs> wow. See, this is your busy, really your busy time of year. Yes. Being a Christmas ghost of Transformers yes. and retail. They're making me work extra hours. I have to work until 11 at night and face product. I'm so sick of it. Industry terms. I'm glad that you found the time to come on by. They didn't give me a Christmas bonus. <laughs> a bonus. Bonus. So you you are the ghost of iconic moments. So are you remnants of iconic moments that have died somehow? I was an iconic moment! Okay, I guess you now expect, that's, they did expect I you covered it. And now I'm a, a ghost. It's really hard to explain this on Tinder when I'm trying to get someone to date. Oh, I, I brought someone to my Christmas party at TJ Maxx. <laughs> well, and, at least they have a party for you guys. Yes, but it was really lame this year's. This year it was at a Ryan Steakhouse. Wow, that's... And the food was really terrible. What's the worst part is like that, that restaurant closed like a year and a half ago. We played Secret Santa <laughs> and I keep getting stuck with the gift card that is for the... <laughs> What's the gift card for? Gift card was for Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that shitty store in the mall? Yes. Like they I have need dildos. another Green Day t-shirt. <laughs> well, you could also get the sphere with the like lightning inside of it. Oh, yeah, that you touch. Can you touch things? No. <laughs> then how do you swipe on Tinder? It's very difficult. It's <laughs> real hard. You gotta concentrate like the I ghost, don't know why like I'm the here. guy in Ghost. <laughs> so okay, I think we sort of understand why your your role is the voice of the iconic moment, but. Uh, I don't understand your role as the ghost of Christmas future. Do you need to take us into the future and show us what the what? world is going to be like if we yes. don't like, change things, that things may around? Be. Come with me. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Look. Help. What do you see around you? It's kind of hazy. TJ Maxx. <laughs> Come up, she looks really angry. That's like... my date from Tinder. She doesn't look like her picture at all. I need to hide. What a horrible future. I feel like so. This is you just are really upset about your future. You don't, it's not about us at all. You just want to show us how bad it is for you. For you, yes. All right, now we're going back. Oh, oh. oh. bye bye, you asshole. Okay, wow, he doesn't like it. All, he doesn't like us either. I don't even know what, how we did to mistreat him. He just shows up. I didn't even. I don't we even didn't summon, summon him. him from. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> hey. You were pretty quiet during that whole well, thing. Well, no, I didn't come along with you guys on that one. Oh, oh. you're in the cellar. <laughs> That's right. No, dude, I was over at TJ Maxx. <laughs> oh, did you pick anything up? Good. Yeah, I picked up some chick and some red outfit. <laughs> Some other guy with a high-pitched voice was trying to pick her up, but... Uh, but you swung in. And I did. <laughs> nice. Did yep. you kick sand in that person's face? I did. Good. And he was like... Ooh. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Yeah, wow. I think so. Uh, Big night. Oh, yeah. God. Okay, well, we normally talk about iconic moments. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys got anything for that? No. I honestly <laughs> watched this three times, and I'm like, I don't... And it's fine, but... I, I just... RC is dumb. They left her behind. 
next time on the Autopod Decepticast. Cup is going to tell yet another war story. Uh, Hot Rod trains Luke Skywalker style. Mm -hmm. Very relevant because of the current Star Wars movies, guys. So, uh, it is listener appreciation season between now and uh, December 31st. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Send us a little note with your mailing address, and we will send you something secret, but nice and personal, and hopefully you'll find it more charming than the ghost of Casey Kasem finds us. Do the deed. Send us your address. International friends, please. Uh, It's important you let us know because we aren't getting any indicators of any ratings on international iTunes stuff, so let us know. Um, And uh, I hear we're trending in China. Do you think there's TJ Maxx's in China in the Guangdong province? Ben, I bet there are. You think Ben's like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> this TJ Maxx, this Ryan's Steakhouse. Yes. <laughs> so many American references. I'm sure he gets the idea. His name, uh, his name is Ben. That's true. All right. Uh, ben, ben, ben listening. And loving Caleb. Word up. Okay. (laughs) Don't forget, if you've already reviewed, send us your goods and we'll send you ours. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I was doing when I typed that. (laughs) I like it. Oh, Uh, oh, oh, I was just going to say, you know, go to our uh, podcast webpage uh, because I always do put up some fun things there. I I think I've got some stuff to put on there. I'll definitely put the Apollo audio audio, audio of floating (laughs) turds. I hear that myself. Um, But yeah, check that out. Before we get out of here, guys, did you learn any lessons? Is there anything you're going to do differently going forward? I mean, I. Based on the specters that visited us this eve? You know, my. You know, obviously, uh, I need to eat uh, some more chocolates on the edge. <laughs> That's right. And mm. uh, probably uh, should just thank my lucky stars that I have a wife and I'm not like a, a, des- a desperate schmo like uh, the ghost of a iconic <laughs> moment Christmas yeah, Whatever the fuck his name is, loser. Yeah. I think I'm going to get everybody TJ Maxx cards this year. Gift cards. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you can get some terrible merchandise. I'm just going to buy the family of a hobbled child. <laughs> Fresh Christmas goose. <laughs> the big, the one as big as me. Buy them the biggest fucking goose ever. <laughs> Get a flip a boy a coin even, and like, send them to the yeah, market. It's like we can't even fit this in our fridge. <laughs> well, they cook it. Presumably, they don't have a fridge. They're poor. Also, it's the 1800s. All right, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of them at APODDCast. Ryan already talked about the shit he's going to put on the website. (laughs) If you're an iTunes user, you've got a week. (laughs) Rate, subscribe, get something cool. And Merry fucking Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. I lose at that game, but I got a twenty-five dollar. I got a twenty-five dollar gift certificate to Alamo Draft House, which I'm pretty excited about. Nice. Have you been to Alamo yet? <laughs> you got me a ticket to it. You yeah, have you been? Yeah, I went with your wife. You went with my wife. Andy or West and Andy and I went to see it. Oh, that's right. And uh, West and I have been to probably three or four. Like it's really the only theater I go to anymore. Yeah, it's because I don't like like the whole thing. I didn't like about going. I mean, of course, I spend like sixty bucks every time I go. It's expensive. But I like the fact that you don't have to worry about getting seats.
Right, they're pre-assigned. So you can get there like five minutes before it starts. Yeah, and I and also this the the previews are good. The promos, the promotions, the marketing that they do is top notch. And the whole um, no tolerance of talking. Yeah, or cell phone thing. By the way, we would love for Alamo Dress House to be <laughs> a sponsor of. I'm sure. I don't know if they sponsor Ribbon Podcasts. Um, we need to print up some stuff to put up, put up at the 1984 arcade. Yeah, I mean, I have the I have posters. We just need to print out and take it. We're yeah. never gonna promote this show. We we are we're we're allowed now. We I've been given permission for us to put posters up at the front, at the front door of the arcade. Sweet. It sounds like it's, not, it's better than nothing. What it's do you only, mean? It's the only place. It's the only place. In We've there. finally been given permission to put our flyers up at the arcade. <laughs> Was there a work story you wanted to tell, Caleb? I do have. A oh funny. yeah. I think it's funny. Okay. Kind of had to be there, but anyway. Oh good. Uh, you won't find this funny at all. Um, so. My work had our Christmas party uh, over at the Knights of Columbus Hall over on, on Grand Avenue. It was catered, and it's like it's this uh, back ballroom that they have. Okay. Mm, la di da. Yeah, yeah, very fancy, schmancy. <laughs> uh, at the KOC. Yeah, and so uh, th- so then there's a there's a there's other rooms obviously in this building, and there's other events going on, and um, so there's we're doing this. We're, we're having this activity and everybody's sitting down at these tables and we're eating and stuff. We, I look over and like other people are looking over and there's like three or four pretty old ladies like walking out of the bathroom, the women's bathroom and like just looking around at okay. us and like looking confused and, and like they don't know where they are. And one of them walks over and goes, I'm sorry, but... I'm lost. <laughs> to you? To or one to of another the old tables. Lady. Okay. Like, it's obvious. Oh, okay. and, and there's a game going on, so it's kind of quiet. So you can see them, like, wandering around. So, from what I can deduce, <laughs> they were in a separate event. Mm-hmm. And there's the bathrooms have, like, the like for example, they went into the women's restroom. There's a door to go in there. And there's another door that you can also enter next mm-hmm. to. That goes into our room. So they wandered into the the women's restroom, but left through the wrong door into a completely different room <laughs> where we were. So in their minds, they left the bathroom, and and everyone had changed. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that they were like, "Oh no, yeah, did we travel in time?" And there was multiple of them wandering out that of the is... room, looking confused and yeah. scared. Just like herds it of old ladies. It wasn't just one lady. <laughs> It was like three or four that wandered, that looked out, but they didn't appear to be helping each other out. They were just each in their own isolated state of confusion as they walked out. Uh. And that's my hilarious story. <laughs> About the craziest Christmas party that ever was. 